Welcome to Covenant Church's sermon discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the communication director at Covenant, and the preaching pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Hey, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I am here with our missions co-chairs from Covenant Church. We have Chris DaCosta and Julie Williams. Hello. I'm so glad you're both here to discuss with me um, the service on Sunday and specifically uh, Jeff Johnson's sermon about missions. And so, Chris, let's start with you. How would you... um, interact with Jeff's sermon on Sunday. What did you hear from him? Well, as you know, Jeff is the president of International Needs, a major uh, mission partner on a global scale. And I think they their organization missions to like 15, 16, 17 countries of the world at Covenant. We, uh, we participate in three of those countries, uh, three or four. And uh, so that it was great having him there. Um, I think his message was... Uh, you know, he spoke in a very practical level about a lot of different things, but he emphasized maybe two that would, that sort of drew my attention. One of them, he said, and he, you know, made a point, let's all remember this. He says, uh, make God's love look like something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in other words, don't just say things, but do things, implement love in the sense of, uh, of your day-to-day life. And he gave a bunch of practical examples about his own international travel experiences and coming in contact with people and not just standing around and and sort of uh, observing people like he mentioned in in Africa but he's you know participate he talked about his wife Danette who would actually sit down and lay mud bricks and do all sorts of things that would co-participate with people so that they would see the love and understand Mm -hmm. the love and experience the love so the first point just to emphasize that is make God's love look like something that's, he's, he emphasized that statement a bunch mm-hmm. of times. And the second thing he said was, you know, what is God's love? He, he said it's expressed through redemption and reconciliation. So, mm-hmm. you know, God's love is expressed through Jesus Christ, and we have to reconcile. You know, we basically bring our sinful nature to Jesus, and through Jesus forgiving of our debts, forgiving of our sins, forgiving of, you know, He's the ultimate sacrifice, and that pays off all of our debts. So mm-hmm. we're redeemed. We're, we're we're made whole and made right through our love of Christ, and you know, and then we're sort of reconciled. We're you know, if we live a, a righteous, you know, none of us is perfect, but but if we seek to be righteous and we seek to express our love effectively, like like uh, Jeff was expressing, then you know, then we should. It, it relieves all the anxiety it relieves all the pain it relieves all the stress and we just say you know i'm i'm trying to be i'm trying to live righteous and i'm trying to and i am reconciled through christ with what i think god's intent is so redemption and reconciliation are the two key things mm-hmm. so if we can if we can redeem ourselves through our faith and be reconciled with christ therefore with god same thing then we we can you know, make our love look like something in everything that we do in our life. And mm-hmm. I think that was, I'm trying to summarize uh, his effective message, but in effect, that's what it said to me. Mm-hmm. It made me think about what can I do to, to make my love of 
people and you know my family and my work partners and 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 people i know at church and other places that i come and talk to what can i make what can i do myself to make my actions look like love and it doesn't always look that way but, but I, <laughs> I strive to do that yeah i mean none of us are perfect right and um yes and we want to display jesus's loves through through our actions Absolutely. And Julie, what, what would you add to um, what Chris just said? Well, two things that um, Jeff said that really resonated with me is one, um, and maybe this is because I have a, a, a background last fall, I took a class on missions called Perspectives, mm -hmm. which was um, a really great class. And I learned a lot, um, even as long as I've been involved in missions, um, it really it just really um, helped to congeal some thoughts and things mm -hmm. for me, that class. And, um, and one thing that Jeff kind of brought out was that God is on mission and he really has been on mission from the very beginning. And it's a privilege to get mm -hmm. to join him in that mission. Mm -hmm. um, he said, God, God, God gave um, his mission a church. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that because he, um, this is the way God brings about his mission is through us. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have a responsibility in that, but, um, but it's, it's a glorious responsibility. It's an exciting responsibility. And uh, one thing that hel helped me remember from perspectives is that perspectives really said, you know, you can have this great compassion for people mm -hmm. and love people and go out and, and do wonderful things. And that's important. Mm -hmm. But even more important is that you have this great love and passion for the Lord, mm -hmm. because that gets you through when the mission work is hard, when it's, uh, you know, when, when people disappoint you, when, when things don't go your way. If you're doing that mission work to the glory of the Lord, um, that is what can continue your motivation when that compassion for people can sometimes let us down or it, it can wear us out, honestly, oh. too. Yeah. And so I, I really love that picture of, you know, focusing on my passion for the Lord and offering missions up as a way to glorify him mm. um, by bringing people in to his um presence into his mm -hmm. kingdom we glorify him and we make his kingdom bigger mm -hmm. so that's one thing I loved yeah the other thing you mentioned that I, I um, had an immediate picture in my mind of is he said stop for the one mm -hmm. and I really loved that too because um, that brought this immediate picture in my mind of being um, on a mission trip with a group of people and we were walking through the center of this market and um, it was a foreign place. It was kind of dark at night. So it was a little bit, you know, off-putting. We were by ourselves, we weren't with our guide, but um, a, you know, a group of Americans. Yeah. And we walked by this beggar, older beggar, and he was um, disabled. And as we walked by, one of the women just looked at him and she said, oh my goodness. And she went over and hugged him. And she said, what do you need? What can I get you? And she immediately went to a booth and bought water and food and brought it to him and touched him. And the rest of us were ready to walk on by, honestly. You mm -hmm. know, we were kind of like, oh, gosh, you know. Uh. 
And yeah. she just immediately turned around and went straight for him and hugged him and, and met immediate needs. And I was so inspired by that. I was, I was yeah. like, why am I not doing that in my regular life? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. she did it in a place that was scary to do it in, you know, and right. I, I've walked by people in my regular life. And um, so when he said that, that immediately brought that picture to mind of that woman who was just yeah. so ready to be on mission for the Lord just so ready. And, um, and that's where I need to be every day. Right. Oh man, that is convicting <laughs> right there. That stop for the one. I, yeah, I agree. Cause it's so easy to just be so focused on the tasks and so focused on the next thing that I need to be doing and like, okay, here's my list of, of errands I need to run and boom, boom, boom. And then forgetting that there, that I am talking with people. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that um, during the service on Sunday that I really uh, appreciated was the video shown in the offering portion right before Jeff's message with six ways to reach God's world. And I'll just um, name them off and, and then maybe both of you could give us some ideas of specifically how people can be involved um, in each of these six areas uh, at Covenant in missions. Um, so the six ways to reach God's world, one was learn about missions, two was pray for missions, three was go, short-term or long-term, um, four was send, and um, I think it was like, you can send letters, you can, you know, basically you're supporting people who have gone out onto the field. Um, five is welcome those in our community who are from um, other countries. And six is mobilize to help others understand God's heart. So, um, so Chris, could you just give us some ideas of, of how people can get involved in learning about missions um, at Covenant? Well, there's um, the missions committee is made up of seven or eight or nine people that are all volunteers for the church. Julie and I are part of that pro program, and we um, take extra effort to, uh, you know, categorize, summarize the the missions partners that we have. We have 80 missions partners today at Covenant mm -hmm. that are divided into six categories: Purdue, uh, Greater Lafayette, Jamaica. Uh, Middle East, North Africa, Romania, and then what we call sent, which are in a lot of different geographic locations around the world, people that are from covenant that are called and sent to uh, various parts of the world. So in those six categories, we summarize, we have a booklet of all of our mission partners. We have a web on the covenant website. We have a place where uh, global outreach is referenced, where you can learn more about the missions program. Um, you know, in the Bible, you can refer to uh, you know, there's several critical scriptures that talk about the role of each of us. The great, you know, commission is the, the, probably the most important one, but there's others that talk about our role to, you know, deliver the word of Christ to everybody, you know, mm -hmm. in a loving way. And so, um, you know, learning about missions, there's a lot of people in our church. We're a, we're a missional church in a mm -hmm. huge way. We've had a, we were on the phone uh, the last couple of days in the evening with, in missions conference calls and several of our missionaries mentioned, oh, yes, for the last 35 years, 
uh, Covenant has been my mission sponsor, missions partner, or for 29 years, my family grew up with this, you know, so this thing transcends any of us that have been at the church for less than that length of time, but, you know, we were on the shoulders of others that were before us who committed to the dedication of supporting these folks and for everybody to learn that history and learn something about our missions partners and learn something about our missions culture at the church and interact with those of us that are involved on a day-to-day basis in missions. I think there's a lot of avenues to learn more and I, I'm super thankful. Not only did we have a great Sunday service with Jeff, you were just talking about, but we've mm-hmm. had a phone call with Romania that morning. We've had four more phone calls in the evenings, Monday night and Tuesday night, and we got four more Thursday and Friday. So there's lots of ways to sign up and learn how to engage more, you know, to learn more about our missions partners. They've all been very, uh, very uh, effective, I think, at communicating directly with missionaries in mm-hmm. the field and mm-hmm. how they perform. So there's, that's a long answer, yeah. but there you go. Yeah. And Beth says, definitely, we are learning directly from the missionaries this week. Um, Zoom has been great. We're getting to know them as we spend time with them. And, and the, the great thing is, is that they're not taking time out of their business. Like they, they don't have the travel time in order to tell us about their missions. They're just, they're the time that they have is just an hour or an hour and a half out of their very busy day and their very busy mission. Um, so I love the fact uh, Julie and I were just talking the other day, like, could you imagine even a year ago that we could have these kinds of gatherings on Zoom with our missionaries? It's just amazing. Um, so Julie, let's go to the next one, pray. How can, we, how can we pray specifically for the missionaries we at Covenant and the mission agencies we at Covenant support? Well, I think there's several ways to do that. One great way is that we have a prayer booklet that is available at the church office. And um, I just would encourage anybody to grab that booklet and pray through it in your own devotionals, but also pray through it as a family. I think children need to be raised knowing that God is on mission. And we have brothers and sisters all over the world, inspiring brothers and sisters. Um, So I encourage that. Um, I know that during the month or the time period of Ramadan that um, Beth Tucker is organizing a prayer group for that. So you can be on the lookout for that. Um, And I, um, I mean, I would love in the future to organize a once a month prayer team for missions because, you know, not much gets done without prayer. Mm. You know, that's, that's our weapon against um, the forces of evil that try to subdue um, what is being done in the world in the name of Christ. Um, And so that is, I mean, I've had a lot of people say, well, I don't really want to be involved in missions because I don't want to, you know, I'm not really thinking I really want to go anywhere. Well, you don't have to go anywhere. You can sit by your fireplace and pray for missions and be a powerful ally for the Lord all around the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the other uh, thing that hasn't been mentioned yet is we send out a weekly prayer email um, on Tuesdays. And every week we highlight missionaries Mm -hmm. um, to pray for in that email. So if you are not subscribed to that email list, you can find it on our website. If you just search in the search bar prayer list or prayer email, you should be able to find the sign up link for that. 
And then we have go and send, and we're kind of running out of time. So we really, so um, we have a whole um, area of, of missionary or a whole list of missionaries we support under the covenant sent uh, missions. And um, these are people who grew up in covenant or who are associated with covenant who God sent overseas and we are happy and blessed to support them. Um, one of the questions I saw, I was, I happened to be on the Romania uh, Zoom call on Sunday and one person asked, when is the next short-term missions trip to Romania? And I'm like, well, we have this thing called COVID. So <laughs> do we have any idea when missions trips, the short-term trips are going to be starting and when, um, when we're going to be able to start planning for those? Do we have any ideas? Chris? So <laughs> again, as a missional church, we, we uh, were very active in the, in the going sense of missions. We had seven missions trips in 2019, and we had one planned in March of 2020 that we had to cancel because of COVID. And of course, we've canceled all the other mission trips, including local things, local gatherings that we normally would have had, uh, mm. uh, even on Mission Sunday. We normally would have had a lunch, that kind of thing. But uh, at the moment, we don't have a definitive answer. The one trip that was canceled in 2020, we were targeting May of 2021. And now because of international travel concerns that have just encroached upon things, we're probably going to extend that out. So I would say we should see some resumption of mission trips in 2022. It's, mm. it's somewhat doubtful we'll be able to pull one off in 2021 at the current time. But I just want to plant the seed for people just how impactful mission trips are for, you know, those of us that may or may not have been on a mission field. I've probably been on 25 or 30 mission trips, maybe more in my life. I'd have to count them. But the very first one, particularly if you go to an international location of, an, of some sort, um, is, is sort of life-changing, and it, and it will inspire you to do much more in the missions field. If you have to surrender you know, you're surrendering your, your passport to a foreign government, typically in a foreign language, and you're mm -hmm. going to meet people that are much worse off generally than you are, or at least in a different state than uh, status than what you are. And every, you'll learn that everybody smiles, everybody has some sense of warmth and, and happiness in their life. And if they're Christians, they, they, they appreciate your being, you know, they welcome you into their homes. The first time I walked into a dirt home that had swept the floor, you know, mm. and cleaned up their children just to be able to welcome us into their home, you know, wow, this you just it's hugely impactful for the rest of your life. Nobody can take that away from you and it will inspire you to do more and more and more. So I can't say enough about finding a way to get on the mission field. And we're going to take some steps to try to make that easier and more prolific, I guess, even than it currently is in the, in the weeks ahead. One last thing. So all the kids, I've got a high schooler and a college age kid, all the kids that have pent, been pent up for the last 18 months plus, you know, out of, they're, they're going to explode because they need, they need to experiment. They need to get out of the house. They need to, they want to go do something. And I think there's going to be a massive explosion of, in a positive way of, of people wanting to go, people wanting to get out, you know, mm -hmm. water trip to Cuba. We heard the other night, you know, to, to, to put filtered water to, to people that don't have clean water. I mean, there's, there's all these, there's hundreds of ideas. And I think if we do a, 
as parents, if we do a good job of helping the young people facilitate their desire to get out and experiment and see things, but do it purposefully with relation to missions, I think it would have a huge positive impact on, on our future, on their future, on, on all of our future. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then sending, Julie, uh, how, can, how can we at Covenant be involved in, in sending missionaries, sending our missionaries? Well, you know, in many ways, you know, uh, we, you know, one of the more obvious ways is to just find a missionary and um, get their contact information and just send them a nice note every once in a while. Just send them um, something encouraging. It's hard out there by yourself, mm. and especially those that are in a foreign country, but even those that we support in their own countries, even indigenous people, they need encouragement. It, it, it is hard and the work is not, is not easy. And sometimes it, they go a long time without encouragement. So um, sending a note, um, but also, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, um, raise up your children um, with the idea that, as Chris mentioned too, you know, we could go, you could go, we could, we could send um, you. And um, so, um, you know, just anything that we can do to think of to support the people that we have sent already to train people, um, to encourage participation in things like perspectives and things, those are great. Those are great ways to, to send. Mm -hmm. And, um, and welcome, welcoming those in our community. We're so blessed to have Purdue right here in our backyard. Right. And That's a mission field right here that we have, um, that God has brought to us. And so we don't have to travel. We can, um, we can experience that mission field right there. So signing up for an international student or just welcoming the international families that are in your neighborhood and finding ways to, and learning ways to communicate um, the gospel better with them. We had a great Zoom call on that last night. So yeah. I just, I wanna encourage anyone who's listening, if you haven't jumped on one of these Zoom calls, I had someone email me today that said, I didn't really think I was interested in missions, but I kind of got pushed into getting on the Zoom call. And wow, that was unbelievable. And so I, I challenge anybody who hasn't been on one of these yet, get on there because it, it is really, it's really powerful to get to hear and get to know the um, people, our partners personally in this way. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and we need to close. So Chris, would, do you have any last parting thoughts? Um, so, in a congregation like ours, seasons of life. So we have elderly, we have, you know, mm -hmm. seniors that are sort of retirement age, we have young, younger, or well, you know, mid middle aged folks, couples, we got high schoolers and college age, we got children. And everybody's season of life is sort of a different thing. But, you know, I, I always think about time, talent and treasure. If you if you want to, you know, one way to get involved in missions is to donate money, but that's, you know, kind of, sterile in a way that's that's one way and it's certainly an important way but that mobilizes a lot of other people to do things mm -hmm. um pray you know time and talent so prayer time as julie mentioned go on mission trips if you can uh, find a way to participate in the church with groups that are involved in this sort of activity or spend time on zoom collaborating sending letters to missionaries mm -hmm. um 
And if you, and people have talents. So we have the, the, sometimes our young children are drawing pictures and sending it out into the mission field to inspire our missionaries. Oh, cool. They, they sent me a birthday card. They sent us an anniversary card. They sent us a new baby card. I mean, it's understanding the lives of the missionaries who put their lives at risk in international foreign countries. And in many cases, persecuted in those countries, they need our emotional support. So if you can devote time, talent, and treasure towards helping our missionaries do their job to have the word of Christ find its way into these unreached people groups around the world, that is a huge thing. Hmm. That is a huge thing. And I love that you brought out the seasons of life because everybody's seasons of life is so different. And But there is something you can do no matter what season you are in. So that is a great, great um note to end on. I am going to encourage you, if you're watching us or listening to us, go to our website. Um, this is being aired on Wednesday, March 10th. And so on our website right now, we have um, the mission celebration banner um, on our events page. And if you click on that, you can find the schedule for the rest of this week. So you can register and join those Zoom calls that we've been discussing. And then if it's after March 10th or March 13th, if it's after the 13th, um, there are still ways you can get involved. Just search missions on our website and you can um, contact Julie, you can contact Chris directly from our website and they can help get you connected into our missions team, connected with one of our partners so that you can be an encouragement to one of our missions partners. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Julie. And um, I will be back next Wednesday. Thanks, Michelle. Have a great week. <laughs>